Hey, this is Coley, and you're listening to the Still With You podcast. You are going to wear yourself out, and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. Exodus eighteen eighteen. This is the word of God. Hey guys, how are you doing? Welcome to Still With You. I wanted to open the podcast up in scripture because I think sometimes I get so wrapped up in conversation with people that I want to bring us back to the main focus here, which is to absolutely glorify Jesus. This month has been crazy. I had my first public speaking engagement and it lit my world on fire. I was so nervous, but so happy and felt completely comfortable in front of the 20 young adults that I spoke in front of. And they were so gracious in hearing me speak. It was an amazing opportunity. And I since have been praying for an overflow of similar experiences to come Well, if you've wandered upon this little podcast, I am so thankful that you're here. If you're a returning listener, double thank you, of course. As you know, the best way that you can keep up with the show is by hitting subscribe, and all new episodes will automatically download right onto your phone. So, of course, you want to be plugged in so you can see what's going on. Today on the show, I think you are going to be shocked. The friend I am speaking with today works at a hospital and leads hundreds of people in worship on a weekly basis. I consider her an amateur model. She would not agree. She is driven. She is a planner. And I cannot even imagine what her IQ must be. It must be through the roof. She is so intelligent, wise beyond her years. And get this, guys. She is a senior in high school. A few weeks ago, she invited me over to her house And we spent a good, like, three hours in her room just talking about life and Jesus and this amazing blank canvas full of adventure that she has laid before her. I have never met someone of her age who is more spirit-led and truly shines. When she walks in a room, you honestly wonder what she has. And it's Jesus. She absolutely has this light within her that is burning so strong. And I just wanted to share this with you guys. So I hope you enjoy my friend who has the most positive lease on life, pun intended. This is Elise Paul. So when I first met you, I actually thought that you were in college. I had no idea that you were in high school. So how old are you officially? I am 17. I'll be 18 in May. You do not act like it at all. You're so mature for your age. And the fact that you lead hundreds of people in worship every single week. I really promise you, I didn't do really any work um, to get to the places I am now because it was the Lord leading me the whole way. Karen from Blue Angel she heard me sing in the bathroom. Are you serious? Yeah. And I walked out and she was like, don't act like I didn't hear that. So she was like, you need to talk to Nick Howard and get plugged in. Wait, are you, are you being serious? That's how that happened? You sang in the bathroom? Yeah. Well, I was in the restroom singing and I came back out and they told me to, to sing. And Karen was like, you need to get plugged in, which I recently found out that Karen's also a really good singer. And she led worship the last night. I don't know if it was crossover. No, it was high school service. And I was really inspired by that. But she was like, yeah, I'm going to give you Nick's email and we'll get you plugged in at downtown. And since then, I've been leading worship. It's so hard to even wrap my mind around what I'm really doing because I'm doing it to lead others to the Lord, but also really just to strengthen my relationship with God. Leading or and serving at a church was really the thing that I was like missing yeah. in, in my relationship with God because I recommitted my life to Christ my freshman year, so four years ago. Since then, I started going to Blue Angel Church pretty regularly. And then I realized that something was missing. I wasn't, there was some sort of disconnect. I loved going to service and I loved seeing everybody, but Blue Angel is a really big church. So uh, from It there, is like three services big. No, huge. And then they're expanding it huge. Yeah. yeah. 
I realized that I needed to start serving, and I talked to Karen about worship and about co-leading a group. So, man, uh, you got double plugged in. <laughs> right, right. And then I <laughs> did like, production. And oh, wow. So I really tried to get plugged into everything, and since then, I have built so many relationships, really, really great relationships, and I found so many mentors that I can talk to about things that I really can't talk to at school. I go to a public school, so it's really I don't really find any encouragement throughout the school day, coming to downtown and really getting plugged in and serving for God's kingdom is just like the icing on the cake. It just like really was affirming for me and I, I'm always learning new things. So, well, if it's affirming for you, think about how many people you've touched by just being on stage in episode one of like the podcast, Tiffany and I were talking about this. She believes the worship leaders at downtown are opening the floodgates for the Holy Spirit. That's how I see you guys too, for wow, sure. that's so awesome. I definitely feel that when I go on stage. Before we go on stage, we pray a prayer. We say, Lord, let us decrease and let you increase. So yeah. we really, that that is our main goal. So that is so awesome. But it's not even us, it's the Holy Spirit through us that we are able to bring others to a place of worship with the Lord. And yeah, it's really, it's all Him. So it's it's not our... Did you sing prior to that at all? I have been in chorus since the sixth grade. My freshman and sophomore year, I opted out of it. I was uh, playing lacrosse, and I had a lot of other things to do. The last day of sophomore year, I came in for a surprise audition. Uh-huh. Um, she was like, you're in. So, so yes, I did sing prior, but not in that sort of way. Not like solo or... Well, chorus is something with, entirely different is, than right. worship. I used to actually have stage fright really bad. Really? I couldn't. I did like in preschool or after school care, I would do little performances for the parents and every single time I'd get up there and cry and oh, really? run off stage. I remember it really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know when the, the shift happened, especially doing it for church and doing it for the right reasons. It's so fulfilling to be able to do it, sing for the Lord and... Yeah, that's the best part of it is to be able to sing his praise because he's so worthy. He's so good to to us. And I think that's the way that I feel closest to God is through worship. And I think what some people don't realize about being a worship leader and why I'm kind of so in awe and fascinated by worship leaders is that singing is only one aspect of the job. You have to feel out what's going in the room. You've also shared a little bit verbally on stage. And so Mm -hmm. how do you even, how do you know what to say? When it comes to what to say or what to feel or um, how to move on stage, Mm -hmm. there's no, there's no like choreographing or other than where we stand on the stage and our main, like our main vocals, our main Uh like notes, there isn't a script for what we go up there and do. At that point, if, if I'm like vocalizing or starting to pray out loud on stage, that's all the Holy Spirit that I'm not instructed by anybody to say, or even to the extent I know that some worship teams, they'll say in this intermission, kind of like pray and talk out loud or whatever. We don't have any of that. So it's, we're really encouraged to listen to what the Lord has to say. And as a worship leader, um, you have that connection through singing and vocalizing what the Lord is telling you. Or I feel like sometimes he'll, he'll also tell me what the congregation might need. So sometimes I'll feel like he's telling me that there's somebody in this room who's in lots of pain, but it's like setting them free or whatever I may feel that he's telling me. I really like tune into to that from there. It just kind of flows. So I don't really have... It's just Anytime. natural, yeah, it feels like. Exactly, yeah, it's very natural, yeah. I'm curious, honestly, who's influenced your voice? Your voice is so very unique. Wow. I love it. It's Thank so you. beautiful, but it's just not one that you hear every day. Thank you. And I mean that in the best way possible. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm curious who's influenced you. Um, I really don't, I think that's kind of why it's unique is because I don't really have an influence vocally. I've always been able to carry a tune, but it was more so just listening to myself as I was really, really young Mm -hmm. and kind of maturing my sound. I just, whenever I sing, even offstage at church, I, in chorus, I always uh, shoot for a, like, mature sound, so... It's definitely, I, not only are you, like, oh, feels like you're older (laughs) in years with your attitude, but, yeah, and like I said, it's nothing that I've ever heard before, and it's such, it does not even fit your, like, your, your frame. (laughs) It's so beautiful, yes. Thank you. Yeah, I don't have 
somebody that I uh, listened to when I was younger and said, like, I want my voice to sound like this. Um, I definitely had, well, I listened to what my parents listened to when I was younger. So my mom loves like 70s first wave. So yeah. like the Smiths, Morrissey, um, Queen. And then my dad is kind of everywhere. So I really, there's not a single genre of music I don't listen to. Opera, country, all the ones that people like i like, yeah, maybe not. Like, that's the one exception. I'll listen to everything. So, well, that's probably um, your mix then. Like, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, you're your own. You've yeah, do, you've come to your own. That's awesome. Yep. It's your senior year. Yes. How is that going so far? It's really exciting. A lot of people told me last year when I said that junior year went by fast, they were like, you don't even know what's coming. Senior year has flown by, and I've accomplished so much through the Health Science Academy and through Chorus. And there's just been a lot of new opportunities that I haven't said no to. So that was really the issue that I had. I think the first half of my high school career, I really just struggled with saying yes and just doing things. I'm more willing now to do things and I don't have anxiety like I used to. So, and I feel like that's definitely the Lord because before I was saved, I had major, major anxiety. And even after I was saved, I still struggled with it a little bit because I don't know why actually, but for a little while after I still struggled with, you know, not doing things because I was worried about what would happen or whatever. But now I'm like, I'm just all in on what I'm committing to and living free. I love it. So yeah, it's been really exciting. Um, but mentally I've already graduated. Yeah. So I you're, have like, you're done. <laughs> I have like little to no motivation to do schoolwork that my teachers give me that I can tell is just busy work and that's not benefiting me anymore. <laughs> I learned some things, uh, like beginning of my high school career, but at this point I'm just hey, like, Hey, who can blame you? Right. You know, you've done it. You know, <laughs> you've done the work. We're ready to, we're ready to be yeah. done. For yeah. Sure. I'm super excited for next year. Where are you going to school? University of South Alabama in Mobile, and I am in the Covey College of Allied Health, and my major is in health science. So I'm planning on going into the cardiorespiratory care. I'm super excited for that. Why are you going into <clears throat> health sciences, and what is a, like, what's a career that you're wanting to come from that? Since I was young, my mom started working in the medical field I was around six or seven, and she would come home with anatomically correct body systems and textbooks and books with generic, and she would just come home with books that had, like, drug names, and because she was going into the medical field, yeah. so, so she was preparing. She wasn't taking, like, she wasn't going back into college, but she was preparing for her new job as a pharmaceutical rep, so she had to learn a bunch of new stuff, and I would pick up her books, and I was just super fascinated by it. So I would start like helping her study for her tests and labeling the body parts and the body systems. And so it was kind of, I don't want to say it was bred into me, but I definitely found interest because my, because of my mother, she's actually um, a literature major and she has a minor in French. So she was not expecting, yeah, she loves her job. She has a great job now. She definitely was not expecting to have this job when she was graduating from college. So that's how it piqued my interest. And leaving middle school, all of my friends were going to West Florida and I did not get accepted. I got accepted into the health science program at Washington and that was my second choice, but that's the last place I wanted to go. I wanted to go where all my friends were going and I tried everything to get into West Florida and it just wasn't working out. And now I know that that was all part of God's plan, but at the time I was really devastated. I was going through a lot at the time anyway, so that was just really hard for me. Going into the health science program actually helped re-spark that interest because I had kind of strayed away from that in middle school. I didn't have that. I didn't have any passions or anything that I spent all my time on in middle school. I started my freshman year with medical skills class. Then it goes from there. My sophomore year was health science one, health science two, and then now I'm in health science three and allied health. Um, which takes up the first two periods of my day. And we go over to Sacred Heart and we work in our assigned units and we follow a tech or a nurse around an RN. We kind of shadow them and then we kind of take over and help patients out. So that's quite the experience for being in high school. It like, is. That's it's pretty such amazing. An, well, it's such a great opportunity. Yeah. Because um, I know 
that my mom would have loved to have that opportunity in high school. And it's just so cool that I get to have that experience before I go off to college to kind of not only to confirm like what what I want to do or what I want to go to college for, but also to kind of get that experience. So clinicals has really helped me find out what I want to do. And it affirmed the fact that I definitely want to go into the medical field. So the fact that your heart kind of is set aflame by anything in the medical field, I have so much respect for you. I could not, I am so not about that. (laughs) I I just would want to run away. Honestly, I, that's the last job that anybody would think that I would have. I usually tend to not have a lot of patients. I don't know why I have patients for my patients, Uh but I do. Um, and I love serving. It's actually really cool because um, since I started clinicals uh, on Mondays, the nurses don't get in until five or 10 minutes after I do. So I'm in there before anybody else. There are no patients in the unit and I pray over all the beds and all the oh patients before gosh. they even come in while I'm setting up the rooms. And that has been super encouraging for me. And also it's not something that I would have thought of before. So that is like a really cool thing that I've started doing. I actually just got certified last week. So now I can do a couple of things that I couldn't do before I was certified. Like what? I can take out an IV. I can take vitals now. I couldn't before because they do it on a machine. That's awesome though. Now I can and I can take BP and O2 levels. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, that is so neat. That feels like a big step. Once I'm employed by Sacred Heart, I can actually do a couple of... Does that make you nervous at all to do that? To work under Sacred Heart? No, to put in an IV. Like, aren't you just scared that no. you're just going to, like, bust something up? <laughs> no. Mine works. Okay, so <laughs> so for the exam, it's all situational. I would say, like, 25% of the test is, like, medical terms and uh, prefixes, suffixes, all that stuff. Uh-huh. So at least you know certain diseases, like pathology, all that stuff. But the other 75%, I would say, is all situational. So I pretty much know what I should do in every situation. Okay. I know what to do if I accidentally get poked by a needle or or it's not called poked, but if I get stuck by a needle, if I miss a vein or, you know, something really bad like hit an artery, like I don't know how you would do that, but I know how to how to handle each of those situations. Well, so what age group are you wanting to work with once you're like once you're out of school? So cardiorespiratory therapy is for all ages. So I could work with pe- uh, with patients who have CF Okay. They could be as young as six or seven. Mm-hmm. And then I could also work with patients who have SOB, shortness of breath. So that could be, that's a lot of the times that's like middle-aged or older men, especially for some reason, but older women as well. Well, I shouldn't say that. Men and women. On a totally different note, Tiffany told me that when I told her that I was interviewing you, Mm -hmm. she was like, oh, Elise is amazing, and she wants to see a revival in our generation. Yes. Is that your word? Like, did I get that right? Absolutely. Yeah. So So tell me about that. I definitely want a revival in my school, and I know that the Lord is working through, through me, and I always pray that I can be a vessel and a light for him um, so that others can see his grace and glory because there's so much darkness in not even my school, but in so many young people's lives. And I know that I would still be in that dark place if I wasn't saved. And I really hope that I can um, maybe be that person to give somebody encouragement and make people wonder, like, what what is it about her that's different? Yeah. Um, and I can answer, that's the Holy Spirit, that's Jesus through me. And um, here's what he can do for you. And here's what he's done for me. And he's so great to like, you're a child of God, whether you know it or not. I'm here to tell you that he's, he can do amazing things in your life if you let him. So I definitely see that happening. And I, I mean, again, I will say that I feel like you are already leading the charge in that every Sunday with like hundreds of people that come in and you are literally like right in front of them declaring that, you know, and side note, Public school is so hard. I mean, I don't have any experience going to any other kind of school. Right. But high school was not my favorite season of life by any means. And maybe it is for you, like, right now. I'm definitely having fun, but there's not many, but there are a couple aspects that... I'm actually having a great high school career. I loved every second of it, but there are definitely um, some aspects that I 
feel kind of discouraged and kind of stuck. Like I'll come home and I don't feel stuck anymore. But when I'm at school, I'm kind of like, I don't even know how to describe it. There's a, there's just a, something that I want to be bigger, but it's just like, there's so many people who are closed minded and who just don't really want to see anything happen. And it's kind of frustrating. And I feel stuck when I can't express that and get that across in a way that people can understand because a lot of the people who I'm around aren't saved. And, um, that's totally fine. Like those are the people that I should talk to the most. I'm not a judgmental person. I won't not talk to you because you're not, that's not what a true Christian, a true Christian will want to talk to people who aren't saved because they see God's like beauty upon them and know they know that God created that person, whether they believe in him or not. That's definitely encouraging for me, but also discouraging because some people don't get that right away. You don't just see somebody and then they feel that you saw them through the eyes of God. But I mean, I love, I love high school. I made the best of it, but I have to be honest. And of course saying this, you have nothing to compare it to. No, like no. Years after. And I know we're not that, we're not that far right. apart in age, but I do feel like those years right after high school have been like so significant for me. That How I, old are you? I'm 22. 22, okay. So, so I mean, really I, it's just those years right after we're just, are, are so significant, which right. you'll learn that it's just I'm that. I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> it is, it's going to be, it'll, it'll be awesome. But yeah, I just remember high school for me was a lot of just me trying to figure out like who, who didn't, are, who and, I was, and yeah. also that I never felt like I truly belonged. Like, I believe mm-hmm. that I belonged in the body of Christ, like, yeah. fully, like, Absolutely. I had that identity. But as for just socially, like, <laughs> heck no. <laughs> like, no way. I was such a nerd. Oh. And I was. I can't like, imagine totally. That. I can't. You can't imagine me being no. a nerd? oh my gosh I was a total nerd I was a book nerd I was like all about rules and being so dorky just incredibly (laughs) that's so funny to picture you like that what do you do for fun though like what is what's what's what are the what's the what's the the (laughs) I feel like Um, such an old lady I well I love to sing I don't play a piano as much as I want to. I find myself... Oh, wait. Let's just stop right there. So I walk up to the house, ring the doorbell, and I believe that I'm hearing, like, a movie soundtrack of, like, the most beautiful piano playing. And all of a sudden, as I ring the doorbell, the music stops, and I'm like, Elise was playing piano. I just <laughs> discovered she has this gift of playing piano. You could literally... It was like Sense and Sensibility music. Like, it was like something from Pride and Prejudice. I swear. It was so good. That was I love, amazing. I love it. Um, I just don't do it as much as I should, because that's how you really get good, is you practice all the time. But I do enjoy music in general. I love music. I love to study when it's something that is beneficial to me. If it's something like... This sounds really bad, but something that I don't see myself using, you know, in four or five years. Yeah. Like literature or like classic literature and analyzing Hamlet and... Hey, that's my stuff right there. Really? Yes, that's Wait, are you a lit major? I'm an English literature major. That's all I do. You and my mom would bond. (laughs) That's Um, all I do, so... That's just not me. Uh, (laughs) I don't say hearts either, so... (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, that's definitely... But, I mean... With health science, really, like, any sciences, yeah, just sciences and math. I like math a lot. I don't like studying math, but I really like studying science. That yeah. I spend a lot of my time doing that. I also love to clean. I do. You or me. I do, too. I love to It's a de-stressor. It's, it's, and, and you put your music on, right? Yes! Yes, absolutely. It's like, yes. it is honestly therapeutic. It is. It really is. So Saturday is like... It's like you're I, cleaning your heart a little bit, too. I always exactly. imagine that I'm just like, like dusting out some of the webs that are a little constructed in there. Just get yeah. them out. Get them out with some music. I love, <laughs> I love to clean. Yeah, definitely. I love taking pictures. So I'm taking a virtual class right now. And I'm taking creative photography online. I've always loved to take pictures, but didn't really have like an outlet to do it. And I got a camera for some recent holiday or event. I don't know if it was my birthday or Christmas or what. And since then, I started using it and starting started to like actually learn about the true aspects of photography. I was kind of just doing it for fun, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's a that's definitely something that I love to do. Well, so. I will say that not only like 
photography, but you take these amazing like model shots. Like I think it's so funny. That picture that you com- that you DM'd me about was definitely a joke. It was such that a was joke. not. She was what I don't. What is that kind of blanket that you had? You, you were like on the beach with what? What was the? What, is, what are those blankets? They're like a. Okay, I, call them, like, I call them drug rugs. Yeah. But, it, yes, it was one of those. But it was. I mean, I when you think drug it, rug, I, it's like a beach blanket. <laughs> she was like on a at a beach blanket, and like it was absolutely beautiful. And you've taken other shots like on the beach that I'm like, I swear that I could see this in like, I don't know, an ad. You're very photogenic. Thank you so much. Me and my best friend, we love, we both love to, well, she actually is in orchestra and drama, so she loves music as well. I'm also in drama club. I don't do a lot with it, audition for musicals and stuff, because I don't really have time between chorus and health science, but we both love music and to take pictures. If I had an ideal Saturday, it would be clean up in the morning, like sit down for a nice breakfast and coffee and Bible study, like devotion in the morning, and then meeting up with her and like taking pictures all day. And I also love, I love the beach. So I'm usually, I'm so blessed to live like right here next to the beach. So I love to just like drive up there. Or I can... The beach is literally in your backyard. It is. So I love walking And guys, she has it. a palm tree in her front yard too. Like <laughs> if you could only see, it is literally like the epitome of Florida. Like the, I love the ocean. So I think those, what, three or four things, definitely like my, yeah, not my passions, but my interests. We're sitting in her bedroom right now, but she has a cork board uh, full of Polaroids. I, I get Taylor Swift vibes, but I mean, like, this is a li- <laughs> this is like Elise vibes. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> These are so cool. They're all pictures of her with her friends on the beach and just hanging out. So I like to take pictures with my Polaroid, um, not only for memories, but I like to take draft shots for my, like, hard copy portfolio um, before I actually execute a shot, if I'm being serious about photography with my Canon, it helps a lot for virtual class. I kind of like execute the photo first with the Polaroid and then take it with my Canon. I love that you have a mind that can go straight from math and science and then go straight into creative zone. <laughs> Music. I can't even imagine what your IQ must be. I don't know. I don't. It must be up <laughs> there. It's gotta be up there. Like a beautiful That's brain so right here. <laughs> yeah, I um. I actually was struggling with a little, like, for a little while. Um, I, I mean, not struggling because it was only, like, 11 or 12, but it was, like, toward the end of my elementary years, I was trying to decide what I was really passionate about. Like, I didn't In know In elementary I, school? Yeah, I Girl, really was. oh my gosh, I was well, not even worried about no, that then. I was <laughs> too busy listening to Taylor Swift and no. he's going to take me to the dance. Like, <laughs> I was going to the dances alone with my best friends. <laughs> And then we would go to the skating rink after, even though oh, I still yes. suck at skating. I might, but I would just go because that was a place to be, and I would yes. just hang out. Um, but yeah, I remember like beginning of middle school and like end of elementary school, I started realizing what I was good at. I thought at the time that I had to have like one interest because usually when you're like that age, you really only have like one thing that you're in love with. So I was in love with cosmetology and music and singing and picture taking. I got into that like middle of sixth grade and um, photography. And at that point in health sciences, I thought that was a little too serious for the time. I was like, that's a like a big thing to be passionate about when you're so young. So I thought it was cool, but I wasn't like, if somebody were to ask me in sixth grade, what are you passionate about? I'd be, it would be singing and taking pictures, but now it's completely different. I feel really, really, really blessed that I can, that I was able to decipher what I wanted to do because I know a lot of my friends Maybe some of them don't even know where they want to go to college, but a lot of them still don't even know what they want to do. Um, And it's like times times where you kind of need to start thinking towards that and making just a few decisions just to get the ball rolling. Yeah, Yeah. and a lot of people know that they have a strong passion for one thing, but they don't feel like it will sustain them for a career. So whether it be drama or band or whatever else, they don't really have like set in stone career that they want to go, which I'm not saying you have to at all. I'm, I'm just completely lucky to know and blessed to know that exactly what I want to do. And that might change, but I at least know yeah, like the career well path. Um, and I'm totally open to that as well. I used to not be open-minded. I had to work to be optimistic. Um, really? Because I had such bad anxiety and I wanted, I wanted to know how everything was going to go. And exactly, I want everything to work the way I wanted it to work work out and I didn't, it wasn't really up for discussion. I wanted to do what I wanted to do and I wasn't really down for any changes. And I figured out pretty quickly that that was going to have to change because there are a lot of major decisions in your life that are completely not what you 
wanted them to be. Mm -hmm. So I had to really be optimistic. And once I recommitted my life to Christ, I knew that that was one thing I wanted to kind of just like give to him was like my anxieties about, you know, my future and what I was going to do. And sometimes I still struggle with that. Uh, very, I mean, pretty often I'll think about my future, but I don't stress about it like I used to. And I don't worry about plans or anything. So now people are just now like catching up with the fact that they're going to college and they're stressing about, you know, where they're going to go or what they're going to do. And I always feel like that's a great opportunity for me to like give them some advice because I have dealt with that, but it was just a long, a long time ago. And transitioning yeah. uh, talking about advice, what advice would you give to a high schooler now or even freshman year? They're just starting high school. We can even narrow it down. Even maybe a high school girl with because I feel like I have more... I Any guys out there, tell me you're listening. I feel like I'm only targeting, like, the girl audiences here. So I, think I think my answer is... Pre- my answer is pretty uniform for both male and female. When they come up to me and ask me how I know what I want to do, and that must be so weird to know what you already want to do, I first of all tell them that it took a lot of time and research Um, I didn't just expect it to fall into my lap and just expect to know some... I don't even know. I'd never even heard of cardiorespiratory therapy. I had no idea that was a thing. It wasn't until I went to USA's open house kind of thing that I realized that that was even a career path. So I didn't know anybody who was a cardiorespiratory therapist. And that's what a lot of people, I feel like, base their career off of. And for me, I used to think that way. I used to kind of just wait around until... I, if somebody said that they were an artist, but they were making a lot of money at the time, I thought that was really cool. Cause I was in two art classes a day, like two of my periods in middle school. It was an art. I love art, but I didn't want to do that as a career. But my teacher was saying how awesome her resume is and how many places she's gone and what, like where art has taken her. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool. I kind of learned my sophomore year that I had to do research myself if I really wanted to find something that was specific to me. My academy class freshman year, we had to write on a career path, an essay paper, and we had to present it in front of the class and where you wanted to go for it's like to pursue that career. And it's my freshman year of high school. I had no idea. I didn't even know anybody in my classroom. So my graduating class of like 400 from middle school, I think there were five people who came from that graduating class to Washington High School with me. So I didn't know anybody except for two close friends from elementary school that I hadn't seen in forever. So it was pretty much like I completely started new and I was standing in front of all these people in my medical skills class and I told them that I wanted to be a PA and that I wanted to go to USA. So it's really crazy that I'm living out something that that I spoke into existence like four years ago and I said that I wanted to do that. And That is crazy. Yeah, it's so cool. It's coming full circle. So... But I'm totally up for, that's one thing that I would, I would tell somebody if they come up and ask me, like, how do you know that you, what you want to do is that I don't exactly know because things can change, you know, through like one phone call, one text, one uh, meeting, whatever it may be, completely can change what you are going to do for the rest of your life. So I'm very optimistic with what I want to do, but I also tell them that to do a lot of research to find out how you learn. So find out like your learning, your learning type, I think is what they call it, your learning okay. type. So that really helped me a lot to help me like study and research. And then from that point, I kind of had to figure out if I'm more of a people person, if I wanted to talk with people or if I wanted to have an office job. And for me, I love both. I love, love, love people, but I also don't mind having an office job. You need like, some downtime a little bit. You can't exactly. just be all so, with people. So cardiorespiratory, I can go in and talk with my patients and run tests on them, but then I can also take their tests to the lab and research they may have. Um, So I kind of have like the best of both worlds. So it's really just figuring out on a day-to-day basis, do I like talking to people or do I kind of feel like I focus better when I'm alone or both or whatever? So there's a job for literally everything. You're so smart to dip into your personality, to find a job that's best suited for that. Because I think so many people try to force themselves into roles that they want so bad, but they're not wired for that position. Like you can't be a radio host if you are terrified to talk to people or you can't be an accountant if you just can't sit still, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's a really good point actually is I had to figure out what kind of 
person I was like socially and academically to really figure out what I wanted in the job. And then I kind of just applied my interest to that. Have you taken the Enneagram test? The pr- it's a personality test. Are you Myers Briggs? Do you know? I've never. You don't know. Pit- Should I do take you- it real quick? No, you don't have to. I'm just no, I'd like, love to. Like, I, well, it it kind of takes a while. The Enneagram oh. like takes like it's like 50 questions. I'll send you the link though because I'm just so curious. What is it like? Yes or no questions? It's like number. We can you can take it real quick. I want to take it real quick. It. I'll yeah. take it on my. Here, let me just send you the link. Whether you're a close friend of mine or just a mere acquaintance, you've probably noticed the gold earrings that I wear pretty much on a daily basis. They are a staple in my wardrobe, and I want to share them with you. They are handmade by a military wife. My friend Quinn Sharp will set you up with these teardrop hoops with copper-infused crystal. They are my favorite, and you can find so much more at her website, quinnsharp.com. This is Quinn Sharp jewelry designs until the end of march if you enter the code still with you in all caps you will receive 20 percent off your entire purchase each piece of her jewelry is handmade and completely inspired by the ocean and all elements of nature she makes art and i'm so thankful that i get to wear some of it so please go over to her website and again it's still with you for 20 percent off of her entire site your entire purchase. Thank you, Quinn Sharp, for all you do. And seriously, guys, go check her stuff out. Again, code still with you. All right, back to the show. Elise just took the Enneagram test, and we're about to reveal her results. But first, I'm going to guess what you are, okay? I have two. I first of all think you're a three, which is the achiever. And second, I feel like you might be a one. You're neither of those? What are you? I'm seven. Oh my gosh, I'm a seven. Yes, cool. cool. I just thought because Wait. I thought that you were a three because you're very success oriented and you're adaptive, <sighs> excelling, driven, and maybe image conscious just because like I know that you take yeah. like you're like you are kind of I, like well, a yeah, model. I, <laughs> I hate going out without makeup on or yeah. Yeah, and then I might have <clears> thought you were, were a one because um, it says like you're pers- purposeful, self-controlled and you're like you're you like to plan. So I didn't know that. But seven Wait. is like the best. You're an enthusiast, which totally makes this sense. This is so cool. Okay, core fear, being limited, bored, incomplete, inferior, missing out on something, being disappointed or trapped in emotional pain. That is absolutely 100% true. Really? Yeah. I used to hate like finding new things to do, but once I kind of like got over my anxiety and started like being more optimistic, I hate being at home. I hate like when I could be doing other things like going out to the beach or hanging out with my friends or having a new experience too. I love to travel. New experiences, like, it's like my new adrenaline. Like, it's a newer... That is so seven. That is such a seven thing because you're trying to add um, as much like pleasure and happiness in a day that you can like possibly squeeze in like (laughs) that that's like yeah that's like how I am yeah I love that and then core desire to be satisfied content and to have have all their needs fulfilled yeah Um, they they always say they that it's like they want someone to take care of them which I have to be honest that is so me that I'm so scared that I'm gonna be alone like that's one of my core fears is that I will die alone I don't know if that's like my only like fear or like my only desire I feel like my desire is more so this sounds Maybe not so great, but I always hope that I can be a light in a dark room. Like, I always want to make a good impression and always want to kind of, like, be the best at what I what people think I'm the best at. So if I fall short on something that I choose or that I feel like is my passion, I don't feel very good. So I feel like my desire is to be the best at things. But isn't that one that you put down? Is like type one or type three is like somebody who desires. Yeah, type one is like a rational person and like kind of more of a planner and you see things as more like right and wrong. But I more so put that just because it was more purposeful and self-controlled and perfectionist, which I feel like which is definitely, you could like I feel like I'm planning, definitely. which is like success. They're more successor more are like performers, which I kind of thought that would be you mm-hmm. because your ability to stand out in a room or something, which although I'm not going to like try to stereotype you just because you're on stage stage does not mean that you're uh, like an extrovert at all because people I know have that where they can get on stage and be one person and then we're like how did you do that and they're like really quiet off stage like that's just their thing but that's why I kind of thought you might be a three but the fact that you're a seven means you speak my language because I'm a seven (laughs) core weakness gluttony 
Oh my gosh. Not, but not necessarily like, the, like food though. I was going to say. <laughs> it's like experiences like trying to feed yourself But that's actually me though. Fun. I feel food. But, <laughs> but yeah. to overcome feelings of inner emptiness. Yeah, and I feel like that's more recently. If I would have taken this like two years ago, it would have been something different for sure. I definitely changed for the better. Like I changed because like I am who I, I feel like the most comfortable now. Like before I felt very like unsure and like didn't know who I was and all this stuff and I really struggled with like identity but these are like more accurate and like what I've recently discovered about myself I love that you're a seven I think that's so fun (laughs) that's so fun love to plan and anticipate positive future events they enjoy having variety and multiple choices to choose from they do not want to be limited restricted or bored they may be well-rounded, affirming, and generous, or at their worst, they can be narcissistic and escapist and have an insatiable appetite for excitement or food. Pain is one thing that they talk about that you don't deal well with and, uh, like, shove it off into other things, like, fill it with experiences. For instance, with me, and I think some other people deal with this, if I were going through something sucky, I'd be like, well, this outfit will make me feel better. Like, like taking into shopping or, like, okay, there's a reason why I cut my hair. Like, that was always my thing in high school. Yeah. Like, I would always want to reinvent myself if I got my heart broken. Aww. I think that's a common thing. I just would want to color my hair, not in, like, crazy colors, but, like, I'd want, like, just, like, uh, mm. extra yeah. highlights, or I'd want to just, like, yeah. I gotta, like, cut my hair, or, like, I'm gonna do this. I can see that. Like, to try to, like, avert this pain that I'm feeling. I always confront pain or confusion or whatever. I don't know how I respond to it. I don't know if I, like, I always want to fill it with, like, exciting things, but sometimes, like, depending on, like, what it is, like, if it's more personal thing or, like, death of a loved one or something like that, then it's, like... I can't just handle it by, like, putting on a new... Even though putting on a new outfit, like, a cute outfit helps. It doesn't. It just patches no, it just, the problem. Yeah, you're so... Yeah, yeah, you're actually so right. I never thought about it that way. But... I do have another question for you. Elise is my middle name. And so, did you know that? No. I thought I wait, told you Wait, this. you told me that a while ago. Yeah, you yeah, told me that. So, like, like, the we, first thing. Yeah, we share kind of a name. Like, Elise is my middle name. Yeah. And so, so, like, where did your mom and dad get that? Like, I'm just curious, because... Okay, it's a really weird story. She met somebody named Elise in high school, and I, I believe that she, Either she met her at, like, through a mutual friend or through um, registration, which you used to have to, like, go to the school to register. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't really do that anymore. But so she met her, like, face-to-face somewhere in high school. She was like, hi, I'm Elise. And my mom was like, like, mentally, she put it in the back of her head. And she's like, if I ever have a daughter, her name's going to be Elise. Because I just love oh, that name. Love my dad is now working with her husband, and I went to school with their son. Oh, that's in, crazy. In high school. And we played lacrosse together. That's so, so cool. So yeah. now you're like and named like, after his mom. <laughs> she was like the team mom. So I was like, literally every single time, like she would come to a game, I'd be like, hey, Elise. Like I didn't even call her Miss Elise because we like both like, we have so much like history together. That like, is so crazy. Yeah. That's almost like a kind of secondary daughter type <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? But we're like not that close. Like the oh, guy that we were, okay. I mean. We were just, like, acquaintances, because he was, like, a great ahead of me. Flattered I would be if someone, like, picked up my name and was, like, <laughs> like mentally yeah, called all... Coley in a file and then named my child Coley. Like, That'd oh be my so gosh. cool. Yeah. yeah. How did your parents get your name? Oh, so, um, have you ever heard of, like, the show Family Ties? No. The, the mom's name is Elise on there, Elise Keaton. Wait. It's I like, like I've heard of it, but I don't know if I've ever watched it. It's from the 90s. Oh, that's why. It's with, like, Michael no. J. Fox. Yeah, I've seen the, like cover but anyway I it's uh elise it. keaton is the mom on that show and my mom and dad used to watch that show they <laughs> just like that name and so i just not many people are named elise i love that name like i love it i i feel like a lot of people are just like oh my name is my name but i love my it's name not a mi- it's not a name that you can be like for me it's not a middle name that i can be ashamed of like i'm not a louise or not a <laughs> elizabeth it's like it's elise. It's more common it's... for it to be a middle name than a first name definitely well i like that it's a um, first name i like that a lot yeah i love my name but it actually means oath to god which is really cool yeah girl yes. <laughs> totally <laughs> um so i think that's like actually really cool but um yeah i just think it like just sounds nice it's like a, it's not like a harsh name like names that are like soup that have like really hard consonants in them yeah i feel like are less pleasing i feel like people can trust us <laughs> Seven and Elise, like totally. I love it. It's so funny. Yes. 
as you know, at the end of each show, I always end with this question, and it's, where is God still with you, Miss Elise? (laughs) There's not a single aspect in my life um, where I don't see God's grace and goodness, uh, which is so, so encouraging for me because I am assured that He is always with me. I feel like I used to struggle a lot with believing that God is always with me in every aspect of my life. The big problems, the small problems. He knows my life front to back. Like He knows everything about me. And with that being said, I feel like I can always be excited for the next next part of my life, next chapter, next adventure in my life. The next person that I meet, I know that I can touch them with the kindness and love of God because he is with me every aspect of the way and like every part of my life he is there with me so there's not one specific thing that I can say he's still with me every day every part of my life he's there so I think if you were to ask me now and I had to give you a direct answer though it would definitely be the transition from high school to college making sure that I stick my ground and um, that I don't get caught up in materialistic earthly things and I don't you know I feel like I don't have to owe anything to flesh and I can just completely rely on the spirit and I think that's definitely keeping me you know just praying and talking with him and listening to him uh, about my future at this point I think the biggest thing would be college and even reassuring him or promising him that I'll listen to him through college because that there's so many different decisions that you have to make and, you know, make sure that you surround yourself with the right people, that you meet new people, but that you stay faithful to God and everything. So he's definitely with me on that. And I know a lot of my friends have anxiety about going to college and I am completely at peace. And I think that's definitely God, like telling me that he's, he's got me and he's got you yeah, back. yeah, exactly. Well, I just want to commend you on, like, congratulations ahead of time on, like, you're going to graduate and to come out of high school stronger in your faith than ever, ready to plunge into college. Use that as your mission field. Girl, you are wise beyond your years. Like, uh, I cannot tell you how impressed I am by your spirit and your willingness to move where God wants you to move and do what he's called you to do so fearlessly. And I am just I know that there's not one person who encounters you who walks away not feeling that there's something in you. So anyway, I'm just so thankful that you even made time out of your busy senior year schedule for me. I want to thank you for coming to me and really people like you, the older people. I don't want to say like the older people in my life, but... No, I can um, be old. I don't care. (laughs) I'm fine. Um, I feel like the people, the older people in my life who uh, speak life into me and who encourage me and give me wisdom are the people who really keep me going. And so I just want to thank you for seeking me out and Girl, you came to me. me. You, first day after the podcast came out, you said, I want to pray over you right now. You're like, remember that at church you (laughs) came? You you said, oh my gosh, you've got something going here and we're going to pray over this. I really did. That's what I'm talking about. Like, it's like, that's such spiritual maturity. Oh, thank you. I mean, that's all like, um, that's something that I definitely like. That's a powerful prayer is to ask for wisdom. I couldn't like resist, but like to ask to pray for you because this is like, a big decision and I know that it may not seem like a big decision but it could be depending on how big it gets which I can see it like getting really big I don't know so about yeah, that but I mean I can I hope this is my passion is, that's so sweet you're I'm gonna miss my church family yeah we're gonna miss you too I'm gonna miss you well you're I'm gonna miss, miss everyone Elise is a beacon in not only her church but in her school and in the community And guys, that's hard sometimes. It is not easy to be a light in a place that is sometimes not so accepting of Jesus. She has been shaped by the Lord. 2 Corinthians 4, 8-12 says we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed, We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. I feel like Elise lives out this entire verse. And I know that conversation ended abruptly, but you have no idea how many times we actually stopped recording and just sat 
together and got real about what God is doing in our lives and how we can pray for one another. I felt like I was sitting by a genuine sister, a sister that I never had the opportunity of having by my side as a teenager. She filled me up and sent me on my way thinking a lot about how I want to live in following the Lord. And I hope after hearing this conversation with her that you will feel exactly the same. I just ask that you maybe just lift up a prayer for her. College is not easy. That is a battleground, but I believe she will change thousands of lives. All for God's glory. Hey, if you like what's happening here and you want to be a part of the community, you are always welcome to connect with me either through Instagram. I'm at Coley Browning. That's K-O-H-L-I-E and Browning like the rifle. Or you guys know I don't do Twitter, but you are absolutely free to message me through my website. That's ColeyBrowning.com. I'm always welcome to questions or if you just need to talk. We are not designed to do life alone. So please, you can always contact me. I would love to connect with you. I just want to give a shout out. And this may sound cheesy, but it's my mom's birthday this weekend. And so I'm going to spend my Saturday at least Skyping her. I'm so excited that she's coming down later this month. (laughs) It's so cheesy, but happy birthday, mama. You are so sweet and good to me and I'm so thankful that you have been such a huge inspiration in my life and go out and call your mama or call your dad or your grandma or your best friend or whoever just tell them you love them I mean there's nothing better than that right so also maybe you want to share this episode with him and if you would be so kind please leave a review on iTunes that helps so much in creating more traffic to other listeners who might be interested in hearing still with you. As always, the beautiful music that you hear in the background is from my sweet friend Christy Macing. All links and ways you can connect with her are in the show notes. I'm so thankful again that Elise got to be on the show and I hope that You guys are super encouraged by her. So please go out into this world and be bold, be brave, and be you. And remember, he is still with you.